Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. So Jesus, we get a glimpse at his humanity. We always say he's fully human, fully God, but we like to think of Jesus on the fully God side. We don't like to see this humanity side. Where Jesus is a little spent. Maybe he needs a vacation. And he decides to get out of Dodge completely. He goes up north and he he's in enemy territory. He's in pagan land. It's as if Jesus had left and gone to Las Vegas or someplace like that. Got out, left. Didn't want reminders. Didn't want those people that were constantly working. And as they go along, here comes a woman. Desperate. Desperate. She's heard of Jesus. She's heard all of the talk. It's close enough there that Jewish influences on Canaanites were such that also Canaanite influences were on the Jews, but there was enough talk amongst the people that this woman knew who he was. And she, she said, my daughter, she called him Lord and said, my daughter is possessed by a demon. And Jesus says nothing. And we've all been there. We've all had those times when we've cried out. When we've been in a place of hard desperation. We've cried out. And God says nothing. We get nothing back. We don't know what to do. Keep yelling. And it's still silent. I think the silence of God is one of the great challenges to faith of of all people. Because we don't understand his silence. We'll take no, but nothing. We want a yes. We want to have this stuff taken care of. But even a no tells us that God is in it and God's active, but silence, when we're on our own, it's tough. And this dear woman, I mean, it's her child, her daughter. We don't know how old she was, but those of you who've had kids know how how hard it is. Anything that happens to our kids and now grandkids, you know, we are so vulnerable. Those, those little ones don't realize they own us. <laughs> I mean, you know how it is. It's not, it's not whether they're going to get what they want. It's how much. <laughs> and she's desperate. 
She cries out to Jesus. He says nothing. And then the disciples make it worse. Can you imagine if you were there hearing the disciples go to Jesus? And maybe, maybe she didn't hear, but maybe she just saw one of those disciples talking to Jesus and gesturing, get her away from us. As if she doesn't feel horrible enough, but to have those who are immediate to Jesus, which is her one hope in life, to have them working to persuade him, to get rid of her. This is so hard. And she's not, she's not part of Israel. She's not one of the children of God that Jesus is talking about. She's not part of that family. She's not a child of Abraham. She's an outsider. So desperately alone and so very outside. And Jesus in his silence thinks. And he says, and, and we don't really know why. We can come up with all kinds of doctrinal answers, but given the reality of the situation he's in, he says, I've come to the children of the house of Israel, the lost sheep. They're all lost. Not just some of them, they're all lost. I've come to them. It's not good to give Jesus, one of the weaknesses of our English translations, Jesus softens it. He doesn't use the term dogs like they use it. There were dogs and there were dogs. Dogs were often viewed, viewed like rats, scavengers, wild, running through the streets, ugly, mangy dogs. And then there are those dogs like many of you have and that I grew up with and dogs that are part of the family, dogs that are in the house, dogs that have personalities, dogs that we, we love and we grieve when we lose them. I remember when I was a kid, Buff, our little collie mix, when I'd be eating, it wasn't long, it was like clockwork. I'd feel that paw on my leg and his nose come up right next to my elbow. And, you know, we had our rules, we had the rules of the table, you know, the dog's not supposed to do that. Yeah, but it's, it's buff. Almost part of the family. So Jesus uses that term to refer to that, that pup within the family, that, that, that pet, that one who is known, who is loved, who is part of the whole milieu. In essence, what he does is he brings, he brings those dogs into the house. He's making reference to those very sweet, beloved animals. And she takes that as her opening and says, well, even the dogs get to eat the stuff off of our table. 
Even the dogs get bliss. I can't believe that Jesus, at that moment, didn't weep. This man, who was the one who bore infinite compassion for others, I can't believe that when he heard her, that, that his throat didn't tighten and his eyes moistened. And he declared, great is your faith. And it was done. Her girl was well. It was accomplished. And Jesus wasn't intending necessarily to take his ministry out of the house of Israel. He wasn't necessarily intending to, for this to be the moment where there was the beginning of a Gentile ministry, a ministry to the Canaanites. But he had to respond to human need. The response of Jesus was not to all of her pleadings, it was to her need that was right in front of her. It's a reminder to us that when we find ourselves desperate and crying out, we cry out again and again and again, it's not our pleadings, it's our need that Jesus is looking to. He's looking to the reality of our brokenness and where it is that we're bleeding and where it is that we're needing. He knows that emptiness of heart that longing, that, that time of desperation. That's, that's what he hears. More than the stuff we say. So our Lord healed that little girl. I'm guessing at age. I'm guessing 10 or 11. He healed her. And, and then he Decides to go back south, gets out on the lake of Galilee. And next what he does is he goes to the southeast corner of the lake, steps on shore, and he's out of home territory again. He's a place called Decapolis, which is, which is uh, an eastern territory. But once again, he's out of home territory. And there he sees the multitudes. He's preaching for three days. And then he decides to feed them all. So he goes from utter frustration to renewal because of this woman expressed her faith in what way she could. And I believe that Jesus had perhaps, had he not encountered this woman and her great faith, what is to have kept him from, from going further north, stepping off the stage of history? When his disciples don't get it, the Pharisees don't get it, nobody seems to get it around him, but here's a woman who's not even one of the insiders who gets it. And he turns and heads to his intended destiny. My mom tells a story of when she was a little girl, seven years old. It was wintertime in western Wisconsin. I lived on a farm. And one of her, one of her brothers 
nine-year-old brother developed an appendicitis. They're on a farm. He's crying and in pain. The appendix bursts. And her brother's gone. Her brother dies. In the midst of all of this, her other brother ran downstairs to get, to get wood and keep fire going, keep the house warm as best she could, and went outside to get some more wood to try to keep things warm and try to do what he could. And that brother contacted, contracted pneumonia and died seven days later. Both brothers in one week. And so it was the American frontier, the American farms, life was hard, life was tough. And mom, as a little girl, didn't know what to do. And then a month later, her little dog, her little dog died. And mother howled. She cried out in deep anguish and pain. And her mother saw her crying and said, you know, Ruby, you, you cried more for your dog than you did for your brothers. And she simply said, but I have nobody else that I could talk to. Of course, it was all of it built up in her heart, and it all came out within the course of one month of three dear, close people lost to her. When she related this story to me, it wasn't just to me, it was to those of us who were in the room at the time. Mom herself was, we were losing her. She had dementia. And she commented at the end that she was, she was so glad about Jesus with that woman that asked for healing for her daughter. She was so glad. Mom smiled and said, I think Jesus loved dogs too. I think he, I think he did. I think that Jesus in providing wholeness, healing, help, is one small way he shows his love. And when he's silent, it doesn't mean he's not active. And even if he's given us a mild rebuke, it doesn't mean he doesn't love us. It's our Lord's intent that we would be fed by that 
which is more than just bread. Will you bow with me in prayer? And so, Father, as you did to those who are outside the family of faith in the Decapolis, the 4,000 who are gathered there, feed us. As you did for that little girl, heal us. And as you did for all of us, may we know the joys of your new life secured for us by your life, your death, and your resurrection so that we might follow you. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.